We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Saturday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as the featured writer of the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate and review us, please go ahead and don't forget to share and subscribe. And for those of you tuning in live streaming with us and checking us out on the official Rotowire YouTube channel, we definitely appreciate that. Thanks for uh, watching, and don't forget to hit that red subscribe button so you'll be the first to know whenever we post a new show here for y'all. Benny, welcome to another Saturday in the NBA. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a pretty solid week so far, so hopefully we can... Uh... You know, we can keep it rolling. I think we have a nine-game slate, if I'm not mistaken. Eight-game slate. Um, you know, not a lot of games that are looking like they're going to have huge totals. Um, you know, the Miami-Boston game probably won't. The Brooklyn-Utah game probably won't. Um, you know, Memphis-Phoenix, I, I don't know, maybe. 
I, I think the game everyone's going to be targeting here is definitely going to be that Golden State Warrior OKC game. Um, you know, the Spurs are playing Houston. That kind of, you know, hurts a lot of the Houston exposure. You know, Portland, Chicago. I mean, there, there's not a lot of games here that are looking to me like we're going to see a bunch of 220 totals or anything like that on Saturday. Um, I think there's going to be a couple games that could turn into blowouts, some big spreads. So it, it's going to be a tricky slate on Saturday. Yeah, I totally agree there uh, with you. Now, the, the weird thing about this here is that actually, you know, despite the fact that you have like an eight-game slate, I think we get into a couple of different spots where like, wow, I'm really not – I really don't like what what's available. And then some other spots where you're like, well, geez, you know, you've got a plethora of options to choose from. And I think at, at the point guard position – with eight games, you, I could actually almost make a case for 10 different guys here, depending on which which way you want to go. So let's go ahead and just kick it off uh, like we normally do. Obviously, Golden State versus um, the Oklahoma City <coughs> is the game to feature, and I have no problems with anybody who wants to sort of try to come up with a full stack for GPPs. But let's go ahead and talk about what makes the most sense at the point guard position. Well, these two teams actually played about a week or so ago, um, and you got – 51 fantasy points out of both Russell Westbrook and Steph Curry. Now that sounds like a lot, but both guys are like a tinge below 11 K at this point. Um, I think Steph is 10, eight the other night. And I think Westbrook was 10, nine, um, both of them had pretty good games. So we might see both of these guys at 11 K in this matchup. I don't see a lot of upside there. Um, definitely for a cash game. If you're looking for a safe 50 points, I think you get that out of both of these guys. But at 11K, if you're looking for 5X as a, as a floor, you know, I really – I think both of them are, like, basically going to have to play really good games just to hit their floor. I don't see a lot of upside out of either one of them in this one. Um, you know, probably would go Westbrook over Curry, uh, especially on, on FanDuel because you don't get the three-point bonus over there. So I think the fact that Westbrook could get you, you know, probably some more rebounds. You know, he's actually been getting more assist than Curry lately as well. Um, and they both can score just insane amount of points. So I think I'd rather go Westbrook over Curry if I had to choose. But to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not really loving either one of them. Yeah. I, you, you know what? I think we're Steph Curry has basically reentered that spot that we used to be in um, with Kevin Durant out of the lineup, which is can't fade territory. And now Steph Curry is insane right now. And um, they've, they're they coming up with big game after big game on the road. And um, I actually wrote this up on rotowire.com for my handicapping the NBA piece that posted yesterday uh, to the site. And I said that, you know, Steph Curry's um, points per game average actually goes up by five points on the road, believe it or not, um, versus at home. And that makes some sense, too, because it's not because they play worse at home. It's because actually play, they play better, and he probably gets rested in, in more fourth quarters at home. So, you know, yep. they're in closer games. You you could see that they were, you know, they were challenged against Atlanta. Um, uh, Orlando didn't go away at all until the very end, and Steph Curry started, you know, lighting the gym on fire in the, in the fourth quarter. And so they need, uh, they need him to play big minutes. And so this is where you sort of – you know, create the X factor and take a look at it and say, hey, you know, um, this is a different situation. Whereas, you know, Russell Westbrook was the the triple double monster and the and the cheaper option that we generally preferred. I am probably going to try to create as many lines as possible that have both 
And I think what you can do here, especially, um, you know, on, on Fandal is, all right, say, hey, I got two anchors. Usually sometimes we start with something like a point guard and a power forward or something else like that. But I have no problem at all, especially with Russell Westbrook and the, and the, the insane pace. I mean, we've we've it's, I think we're going to start the, the conversation at 230 uh, on the total and then decide how far, how much farther up we're going to go for there. Do you, you agree with me on that? Uh, yeah, I would think that, I mean, both of these teams play fast, both of them score a lot of points. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you expect, like I said, I don't expect a lot of these games to have totals that big. So this one is probably going to dwarf the rest of the games by, you know, a good 15 to 20 points. So I think you're going to need some exposure to it. And obviously if you want some exposure, you know, these are, these are two of the higher scoring guys that come out of this game. So, you know, it's going to be tough to get to the top without having either one of them. I totally agree with you there as well. So the way I'm, I think I'm going to approach this here is, um, you know, definitely locking in one. If I have to choose one of the two, I'm going with Curry. Going to try to go with both. But we have some other guards that are in some pretty good positions. We've got uh, Mike Conley up on, on the road against Phoenix. We've got Sheldon Mack against Brooklyn, who's sort of mm-hmm. emptied the clip now that there's no Joe Johnson there. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do below that uh, for value in terms of, you know, pairing up and cash and GPPs. Yeah, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head with two of the guys that I have pretty high up on my list. Um, you know, Connolly's been giving us some big 6X games lately. We know Phoenix likes to play fast. We know that they're not a very good defensive team. Um, again, without Gasol in there, with all the injuries that they have on Memphis and the guys that they traded away and, you know, the pieces they're trying to get in there, um, Connolly's probably the most consistent. And I really like his price point. You know, at 6700 he's so much cheaper I mean, you're basically getting him at like a 40 to 50% discount to guys like, you know, Westbrook and Curry. And I'm expecting like 50, 55 points out of Westbrook and Curry. I expect Connolly to get me over 30. So if he gets me over 30 on a, on a value scale, you know, points per dollar, he's probably a better bet than, than guys like Westbrook and Curry. Um, also, Shelvin Mack. I mean, Shelvin Mack and Donald Sloan are the two cheap guys that I'm looking at here. You know, Sloan has been putting up 30 fantasy points in the last couple games, and he's doing so at basically minimum price. Um, Mac's been playing some more minutes, giving you like 25 to 30, also at, at a lower price. I think Mac's going to be higher owned than Donald Sloan is, so I actually like Sloan a little more as my cheap option. Um, but again, I like I like Shelvin Mac as well. So guys like Connolly, Shelvin Mac, and Donald Sloan, I think are going to be guys that I'm looking at. And I really like Sloan and Mac, and think they're going to be highly owned because if you want to fit in the Westbrooks and Currys and a couple of the other big players at some of the other positions, you know, you're going to need one of those like mint price salary savers. So I think those two guys fit the bill the best. And like I said, I think I like Sloan a little more than Mac um, because I think his ownership will be lower and he's actually been putting up more fantasy points lately. All right. So you tell me we need to take it nice and slow here on nice Saturday's flight. Nice and Sloan, if you want to be the Mac Daddy, I think so. <laughs> oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. See, now um, this is, it only took – how long have we been doing these shows together? I don't know, since June of last year for you to finally tag team with me. I'm, usually you just give me that just like <laughs> – like, I, I would slap him virtually right now if I could. <laughs> and I was like, come on, man. I'm just trying to have a little fun here and you're just like – Really, hey, I, really. you know, I, I try to stick to the facts. That's my, uh, that's what I <laughs> just, bring to the table. Just, yeah. just the facts, you know. man. Just the facts. Uh, yeah. What are they, what's that go. line from, what's that line from major league? He's not the best color man in the business for nothing or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I forget what he even said. He was like, um, it was like a one-word answer. He's like, nope. He's yep. like, he's not, not the best colored man in the business for nothing, folks. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move forward here to the shooting guard position and talk about what you want to do. Here are some big boys up top. And then, uh, you know, the problem I have here is I, there, there's a, I think there's a pretty quick cliff. There, there, there is some value, but it's sketch uh, uh, value uh, overall down below. That's similar similar construction, but I, I think you're, we're going to have to figure out where in the middle, middle you know, uh, part of the hood you want to live uh, at the shooting guard position because Harden's in a bad spot, and let's assume that we paid up. We, we even if you use one guy at the point guard position, you're you're pretty expensive as it is at the two. So what do you do here? Yeah, well, before we even get into who we are going to play, let's talk about the James Harden situation so everybody understands. Yeah, you couldn't pay me enough money. You couldn't give me enough money to build lineups with James Harden in it against the San Antonio Spurs. And let me explain why. He's had two games against San Antonio this year. He scored 21 and 23 fantasy points. Not real-life points as a you know 40 fantasy point game. His overall fantasy scores on both of those games were 21 and 23. And the reason for that is San Antonio concentrates on making him give up the ball early. So they don't let him get the ball in positions where he can go to the basket. They basically almost double him when he comes over half court and force the other guys to beat him, which is why they've been beating up on Houston because the other guys really haven't been able to, you know, do much against them. So when you're looking at Houston going up against San Antonio, I mean, even to go back to the point guard spot, you know, we've been talking about guys like Beverly a lot, um, you know, a guy like Ariza who's their small forward. The other guys on Houston usually have bigger games against San Antonio because they make a concerted effort to not let James Harden beat them. So when you're looking at the shooting guard spot here, there is absolutely no way I would I would recommend anybody even attempting to pay up for James Harden when they go up against the San Antonio Spurs. So that gets us back to the question that you asked, because I agree completely. Without Harden, it drops off pretty quick down there. I mean, you look at some of the other names up at the top, you know, C.J. McCollum against Chicago, if Jimmy Butler's out, you got to think it's a little bit of a better spot for him, and he's been scoring. So maybe he's there, but I don't really love him. Um, Dwayne Wade against Boston. Boston's usually pretty good at stopping guards, even though Wade's been playing pretty well and is, you know, decently priced. So part of me wants to look at Wade, but matchup's not really all that great for him. Um, you know, really up top, like when you're looking around at all those guys, I mean – do you want to take Clay Thompson against OKC when you know that, you know, there's a chance he's probably going to be guarding Westbrook for, for points of that game? Um, do you want to take Chris Middleton against Detroit, who's usually a slower-paced kind of team? You know, Andrew Wiggins against New Orleans, when basically all Wiggins has been doing this year is, is scoring actual points, doesn't give you much in the way of, like, the rebounds and the assists. So I agree with you. Up at the top, there's, there's really not a lot that I'm, you know, falling in love with. Um, I do like KCP a little bit. Uh, I would be willing to come down to guys like him. Um, I think I'm going to be willing, hopefully, if Derek Rose is out again, I think Etwan Moore is pretty cheap. He's somebody that I'm looking at. Um, even Markel Brown for the, uh, you know, Brooklyn Nets, now that they got rid of, of Joe Johnson, you know, he's going to see a few more minutes. But, I mean, none of this stuff is stuff that I really love. So, for me, I think that the shooting guard spot is a position I'm going to try to save some money at because I, I just don't see myself wanting to spend up for some of these guys up towards the top end. I think it'll be one of those positions where when you're building your roster, you throw in like, a, you know, an Etwan Moore and, a, and maybe like a, a Markel Brown to start with. 
and then you build the rest of the roster out. And if it turns out you have some money left over, you know, then I'd go back there and upgrade to, you know, whoever I can upgrade to with whatever money I have left over. But if I go like cheap and, and punt the position at all on Saturday, I mean, I would be perfectly fine punting the shooting guard position and then spending up for the studs at, at every other position that we have. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly there as well. So the way I, th- I think I'm going to be approaching uh, this uh, for the time being is I want exposure to Etwan Moore. He had that one. I, I I need to remind myself not to fall off on Etwan Moore because the price is still in the mid, uh, you know, 4K range. And I played mm-hmm. him one game against Cleveland against J.R. Smith defense and, and regretted it. And ever since then, he's been producing, you know, oh, 6.6x, 7.7, and 5.3, a quiet game, which has still got you value against uh, the Washington Wizards. So another good spot uh, for, for each one more, once again, against Portland, who's in the bottom 11, bottom 12 in DVP. And you, you know that um, Portland has been always uh, playing at a pretty strong place. Plus, each one more is at home, and Chicago looks like they're trying to put, you know play some pretty good team ball overall. And uh, Etwan Moore is getting the minutes there uh, as well. 29-41, 34, uh, then the, the hiccup against Cleveland, and then 29-31 and 37. So he's probably averaging right around 33-ish minutes a game, just sort of uh, eyeballing that there. And then on the other side of that too, I think what we you want to take a look to is um, you mentioned, um, you know, Markel Brown. Let's, let's go ahead and attack that with, uh, with Rodney Hood. Once again, and, uh, you know, Rodney Hood, the prices slowly continue to creep up. He went up to 6,100 against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, and But you know what? I don't care about that game. He scored 23 fantasy points. It was less than 4X. Nobody cares. That game, you know, was like in the 160s. And, uh, you know, it's the San Antonio Spurs. You take a look at what he did against Houston, 6.4X uh, there as well. And, you know, um, games like Dallas and Phoenix were at 5.7 and 7.3. And so we're talking about de- definitely weaker opponents. And this could, is probably the weakest opponent he's faced in about two weeks in the, in the Brooklyn Nets. So some people may be a little bit off of him because the production just started to creep down a little bit after the price raised above uh, 6k you know they everybody was liking it a lot better when he was in the 5600 range um but now's the time to jump back in especially following another quiet performance against san antonio spurs so all good in rodney hood's hood for me on uh saturday uh before we move on to the small forward position want to let all you beloved pod listeners know if you're not subscribing to rotowire.com now is the time to do so we have a lot of great information coming up to the site a lot of people are getting prepared for baseball season we got you covered here with Awesome premium content. We've got lineup optimizers for all the major sports, uh, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, soccer, and golf, up-to-the-minute depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete draft kits for all the major sports. So make sure you check out rotowire.com slash pod, free 10-day trial. You get it checked out. You get access to all the information that we use for each and every show here on this podcast, rotowire.com slash pod. Tell them Josh and Benny sent you. All right, let's go ahead and talk about what you're putting down small forward position on Saturday. <laughs> Are you back? Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. I got booted off there for a second. All right, well, you know, uh, thanks for the awkward silence. That was pretty awesome. Uh, I'm just going to jump right back into you. Since you uh, did your your David Copperfield uh, Magic Disappearing Act, this is actually where I said, hey, who do you want to play at small forward? And then stood there, like, waiting. And I was like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Um, what do I do? <laughs> okay, so yeah. perfect timing for you to talk about who you want to play at the three. Yeah, I think um... – there's actually a couple options that I'm looking at. I, I'm not going up for the, the high end. Uh, 
you know, Kawhi Leonard is back right now and playing a bunch of minutes, but he doesn't really usually put up big scores against Houston. I think he's more concentrated when they play Houston on, you know, his job of stopping James Harden. And it seems like the rest of his team is usually the ones who who pick up the slack in that situation. Um, I do like Giannis. He's been putting up some big numbers lately, uh, you know, like 35, 36, 38. I think he had like 70 the, the second to last game, came back with 40 last night. My only problem there is his price is starting to come up. So he's like an 8K player right now. So if he does get you that 40 fantasy points, it's still only like a 5X floor on him. Um, guys, I think he's safe for cash, but if you're looking for upside for a tournament, I, I'd rather go down to like a Tobias Harris, who is still below 6K, has been putting up 30 fantasy points for us. Um, a guy like Matt Barnes, who's like 5K going up against a high-paced Phoenix team, um, especially if Tony Allen is still out. He's been seeing a ton of minutes. I think he had like 38 fantasy points last game. So that was a huge like 7X return. Um, he's somebody that I like and will be rolling out there a little bit. Uh, Luau Dang going up against Boston. Um, we usually like to stay away from the backcourt players that are going up against Boston, but the frontcourt players usually do pretty well. And, I mean, Dang has been putting up some great numbers, even even with, um, you know, Wade back. I mean, he had those two huge games when Wade was out. But even with Wade back in the last two games, he's gotten like 5.7 and 6.7x. So I think he's in play. And then a guy who I think we have to have exposure to, um, Bojan Bogdanovic had a pretty good game last night. Is min price dirt cheap. And now that they got rid of Joe Johnson, you're going to be seeing a lot of minutes out of Bojan. So I don't really love him. He's not a guy that I feel good about. I don't love the matchup against Utah for him. But, you know, at minimum price, I think he's going to get us 20 to 25 fantasy points, which, you know, is going to be enough of a return and, you know, allow us to have some money to save. Like if you're looking to put Steph Curry and Westbrook in the same roster, I think you can do so because there's not a lot at shooting guard. You know, you can afford to go down at shooting guard, and I think you can afford to throw a guy like Bojan in with, you know, one of these guys that I mentioned that are in, like, the 5 or 6K range and not pay up. And after that, I think you'll be, like, right on par where you can still go get some decent players at the power forward and center spot. So if you're looking to put a lineup together that has Westbrook and, and Steph Curry, I think Bojan's going to be one of those guys that, um, you know, you're going to have in that roster. Yeah, I, I I love the call there. Um, just for the record, um, I believe he likes to be called Boyan. So, um, that's I I I, used to, I was calling him Boj like or like Bojo the Clown for like so long overall. So don't feel bad or anything like that. It just you know it finally ended up learning that uh, myself as a lesson. Um, down in that value area as well. I mean, if obviously when want to make some room for Durant if you if if at all possible, um, in in this spot be just. Be- is going to be crazy, and I love the call of Kawhi Leonard as well. Um, Tobias Harris for mid-value, uh, sign me up, please. And I also uh, think you can take a shot at GPPs with Matt Barnes, who, um, you know, after uh, having just like a rough little stretch in the middle of February, came out with one of his best games of the season, almost 40 fantasy points, good for 8.4x against LA. It's another super weak matchup against uh, the uh, Philadelphia, I'm sorry, the Phoenix Suns. I knew it was a P team. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia keep saying it phoenix sorry phoenix suns uh for matt barnes and matt barnes is you know in that super cheap territory still under 5k on fandle as of the last game 4700 was the price tag the last guy i want to mention i don't know if i mentioned him before or if uh on yesterday's show or previously but uh dougie mcbuckets has been making some hay here coming off the bench but still playing about 28 to 30 minutes has paid off 
um, you know, 10x with a big 36 point game against a very tough Toronto defense who, you know, regardless of who's been playing the three have defended that position quite well, I think in, in the top five on the season. And, you know, and then he went uh, for 22 points and two dunks. Uh, against uh, the Washington Wizards once again, so and, and under 4K, so very safe play. You don't need a ton of um, you know points uh, to to make value. Once you get into, I think right you, right now what you need is about like 18 or 19 fantasy points, which is super doable. Uh, and they're they're playing great team ball uh, overall. So I, I, I like for, for value at home against a Portland team that uh, you know has uh, plays at a pretty solid solid pace for to uh, to make a case for uh, Dougie McBuckets at the small four position in GPPs. All right, let's go ahead and move over to the four and talk about what you want to do here for Saturday. Yeah, there's um, <coughs> excuse me, there's quite a few guys that I have on my list here. Uh, I like LaMarcus Aldridge going up against Houston. Uh, Houston has been a team that struggled to stop power forwards all year. Aldridge had two good games against them already. I think he had like 44 and, and 37 fantasy points. So for his price at around $7,000, he's been giving you five or six X in those matchups with Houston. Um, so I like Aldridge up top. I also like Favors. Favors has been playing very well. Uh, going up against Brooklyn, I don't think it's an incredibly tough matchup for him with Dad Young. Uh, he's been giving you five, six X value at his price. I don't think his price has really came back up to the full level where it was before his injury. So I still think you're getting a little bit of a discount on him. Uh, Zach Randolph against Phoenix without Marcus Gasol, I think, is a guy in play. But the two guys who I actually like a lot and I think give you the most upside for a tournament, uh, Jabari Parker has been playing great lately. Um, and the thing that I like about him on FanDuel is his price hasn't moved. It stayed in that like 55, 5600 range. So he's like $1,000 cheaper than Zach Randolph, $1,500, $1,800 cheaper than guys like Favors and Aldridge. So for that kind of a discount, if you're going to be getting 30, 35 fantasy points out of this guy, um, for 5,500, I think his floor is incredibly safe at like 26 points. And I think he can give you upside into the mid-30s. So I really like Parker. And then the guy who I was all over last night that that went off for us, um, Mirza Talatovic is 4,200 on FanDuel last night, put up 40 fantasy points. He has one, two three, four, five, six, seven of his last eight games, he's gone at least 5X or better. Um, so if he stays down in that 4K range right there, you know, again, he's another one of those guys that's almost a must start for me um, if you're trying to fit in, you know, a Westbrook and, and, and Curry lineup. I think you almost have to have some exposure to Mirza, and I think he's going to be very highly owned come uh, come Saturday. Yeah, I agree with you as, a, as well. What You know what I always like to say? Um, Mirza was the case that they gave me. So that's uh, going to be um, an, an excellent call uh, overall at the power forward position. I'm in on favors, uh, but you know what? Uh, if you took it for, take a look at what you wanted to do dollar for dollar, Derek Favors and Gorgie Jang are sort of giving you like similar production. The only thing I, um, I, I sort of have to worry about just a little bit is if I want to go up against Anthony Davis, the uh, defense – or or not um the the information says that it's it's a, a, essentially a neutral matchup in terms of dvp so if you're looking for a route similar production for uh you know 30 plus fancy points you know approaching 40 at a i think what looks like a 1200 dollars discount i would prefer just going down to jang versus Derek favors who's in a monster spot by the way against brooklyn but you know just you know, with the pace at the, the the utah place it's very it's a lot tough for him to for him to get into the 40 range 
uh, in terms of, you know, fancy points on FanDuel. So I love the call for the Jabari Barker. I'm definitely all in. And Mirza is definitely the case that they gave me on Saturday as well. So uh, he's been bombing away. And, and uh, I believe uh, Zach Lowe was um, on one of his shows talking about how his defense has improved. And so um, hopefully that means more minutes for him because uh, he did some serious damage uh, and kept Phoenix in that game and helped us you know, make some serious hay in some of our GPPs as well. So um, I love the call. I'll be definitely invested again on Saturday. Before we move on to the Power 4 position, I have to let everybody know out there, if you're looking for a business, uh, website for your business, why not do it yourself here with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website, so with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from the drag and drop editor there's no code needed you don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful you can do it yourself with wix.com wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day so when you're running your own business you're bound to be too busy too busy to worry about the budget the scheduling appointments or building a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, let's go ahead and talk about your top options here on Saturday at the center position. Yeah, I think the guy that I have right now is my number one, um, because you can only roll one out on FanDuel anyway, is going to be Hassan Whiteside going up against the Boston Celtics. Uh, over the last couple games without Bosch, he's been putting up, you know, 20-something points, which has always been my drawback with Whiteside is he hasn't been scoring all that much. But now with Bosch out of the lineup, they're asking him to do more on the scoring side. And he's a guy that can get you easily, you know, 15, 18 rebounds. And that's not like, you know, hyperbole. Like he's he, in his last three games, I think he's done, let's see, 23 rebounds, 18 rebounds, 13 rebounds in his last three games and 25, 19, and 21 points. Now, he doesn't do much else besides that. He does have some games where he gets you a lot of blocks, um, two, six, and two blocks in the last couple games. But I could definitely see a, you know, like 20-point, 15-rebound, two- or three-block performance coming here against Boston. And we know all season long what's the way we've been attacking Boston. You know, we've been looking at, you know, big guys in the front court to go up against Boston because that's where they've really struggled the most. So if you're going to be able to get a guy like Whiteside at, you know, $8,000, which is a discount to some of the other big players you have at the center position. Like, I don't hate Pau Gasol, but I don't know if I want to spend an extra $1,000 to get a Pau Gasol or an Andre Drummond or a Carl Anthony Towns um, when I can save $1,000 and put Whiteside in there, who's given me 7.5, 6.7, and 5x, you know, 40, 53, and 55 fantasy points in his last three games. You know, if I'm going to get him at, you know, 8,200, I think he's pretty safe for a, you know, 40 to 50 point fantasy outcome here, which would make him a, you know, five to six X kind of guy for me. So Whiteside is probably tops on my list, but I think I'm going to be looking to spend up. So guys like Powell, Andre Drummond, and um, Carl Anthony Towns are some other guys that I would look at, but I really think Whiteside is going to be the guy that I wind up going with. Uh, I like the call overall. I think Pagasol is a super safe guy at 9K is the price tag, and he's been been a pretty much a double-double monster uh, with double-doubles here in four of the past six games, and he almost triple-doubled in the, the two of the past three games with nine assists against Washington and Toronto. And then the one game where he only had five assists, he had five blocks. So um, he's been producing at a pretty high level. It hasn't been much above five 
5x because the price is so expensive. Um, but you know, there's the production level is certainly uh, going to be there, and he's playing at home. I also like Carl Anthony Towns uh, once again. I know the price has uh, gotten to to sort of like, oh hey, is he going to still be able to you know continue to pay off this price tag? Because once you get above the 9k range, they're counting on you to not just be a double double, but uh, be a, an effective double double with you know they want the dessert and the, the you know um you know the, the cherry on top so mm. but if you take a look at what the situation is here it's the single best matchup you can come up with on the board aside from the philadelphia 76ers new orleans pelicans uh, uh second to last in terms of dvp omar Sheik has nothing for carl anthony towns if they're small they're smart they'll switch anthony davis onto carl anthony towns and then sort of try to pick their poison with gorgie jang who probably would be uh, an even smarter option in that respect but um carl anthony towns against new orleans uh, if you have enough uh, salary i think you sh- you should um you know just, just give it strong consideration having said that um it, you know if you're choosing just the one center like you said between whiteside and the towns i'm taking the discount against carl um uh, with with whiteside against boston who also um is in the bottom 5 in terms of dvp gerald Solinger, like i've always said um has a better chance of eating all the donuts in the break room than he does of actually, you know, defending the paint uh, for the uh, for the uh, Boston Celtics. Uh, so uh, I, he's never been a, a good defender ever in his league. It's the one weak spot that uh, Boston hasn't been able to correct, and they sort of just have to live with it because he's a you know a, a above average offensive player and yeah. basically the best um, you know candidate they have to hold down that position. So yeah. and um, and he's a little undersized as well, which is why I really like Whiteside because right. one of the ways that Whiteside gets a lot of his fantasy points is racking up the rebounds. So mm-hmm. against an undersized guy who he should be able to rack up a lot of rebounds against i think he's got the best chance of all these expensive options to give us upside like i agree with you i like carl anthony towns a lot i like paul um excuse me pal gasol a lot but i don't think that at the price those guys are at almost a thousand dollars more than Whiteside, that there's a lot of upside by using them you know for a cash game yeah i think they're both pretty safe but if you're looking for upside in the tournament i I think Whiteside's got to be the guy you go with all right, uh, I, I'm with you there as well. And then for value below that, I think the only two guys I really want to make a case for here, um, or the only guy I am really feel comfortable down at the bottom is Tyson Chandler against Memphis. Um, he plays 33 minutes, double-doubles, and is under 5K, 4,500. The price has actually dropped from 4,800. It hit 4,800 twice in the past um, you know, a month, month and a half overall. So, and you know that they're going to sort of need him to be on the floor against Memphis, who who likes to play a little bit bigger with some of their guys. He's he'll probably be the primary matchup against Zach Randolph. So, um, I'm okay with that at least for GPPs. Anybody else that you want to mention before we head on out of here? Yeah, I'm not really enamored by anybody in the in the cheap levels. So for me, I think, like I said, I mean, you know, I know I keep beating a dead horse here, but white side to me is is the play. And I'm going to have him in cash and GPP tournaments and, you know, probably just plug him in the lineup and work the rest of the lineup around it. All right. Fair enough. Um, so that's going to wrap it up for the uh, Roadwire DFS podcast for Saturday and for this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to this show on the official Roadwire um, uh, YouTube channel there. We've picked up subscribers, I think, each and every day this week. Definitely appreciate all the people thumbing it up, uh, giving us a thumbs up and subscribing. You can check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. It's at BennyR11 and at Josh Hayes FS to follow us and uh, send us all um, any tweets that you would like to on Twitter. And it's at uh, Rotowire for all your season-long and DFS needs. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.
Ace with the helpful hardware folks. At Ace, your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores.